Wanda Brisbane with The Four Winds with Wanda. Aren't you delighted that this is the day that the Lord has made? And know that he had you in mind just to share in this day that he has made especially for you. I'm delighted to be with you again in this time and in this space in the spirit of Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, today our scripture is 1 John 4 and 7. 1 John 4 and 7. And it says, let us love one another for love is of God. Amen. Let us love one another for love is of God. And we can take that scripture and say, for God is love. He is the originator of God because he is God, he himself. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. He is the creator of everything. Even our thought patterns when we keep our minds stayed on him. Oh, my brothers and sisters, there is just so much to loving God. But when we are in love with God, it teaches us how to love our fellow brothers and sisters. And there are just so many ways that God wants us to love one another and to treat each other with love and kindness. Because he says, through love and kindness have I drawn thee. He has been so loving to us in our lives that when he began to woo us in the spirit, we felt so much love coming from him until we had to surrender one day and just say, I yield, God, I'm yours. Please come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I want you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I can't be more thankful for you coming into my life, God, and fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can be a true and a living witness just for you, God, just so that I can share the love that you're pouring into me and the love that's about me. I want to take that love out into the world and let somebody else know that you are loved. I love you, and I know for a fact that Jesus loves you just as much as I love you, even more. Because his love is unconditional, and we're moving into being more Christ-like every day. The more we love one another. Amen, my brothers and sisters, the more we love one another. And so in this, we have to listen more. When we are showing love to someone, Quit interrupting them and saying, but wait a minute, but let them express themselves so that they can get the whole matter out unto you and then you can get the complete thought of what they're saying. And once you are sitting here with this individual, you have no agenda. You have no schisms with you. There are no strings attached to what this person is sharing with you. And this type of listening, you have to bring into this your full presence. And while the individual is expressing this to you, what you are doing 
automatically your spirit begins to pray for that individual so that you can feel what that person is feeling so that when come time for you to respond, oh glory, when you are there to respond to that individual, they will know without a shadow of a doubt that you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you and that you are expressing His love, His kind of love for His people. Isn't that wonderful to know that you are able to articulate not only the Word of God, but to express the Word of God and then this individual that you're speaking with, huh? He knows or she knows that you love them. And then once we begin to move further into the love of God and loving one another, we also too have to love ourselves so that we can express from heart to heart that we love ourselves just as Christ loves us. And so then that makes that adds another dimension to the love that you are sharing to this individual. And we have to forgive ourselves too and forgive one another. Amen. That that's one of the greatest things to do. And sometimes we say it's the hardest thing to do. But just as Jesus forgave us for our sins, oh, my brothers and sisters, Jesus took time to forgive us of our sins. We can hear it right here in Ephesians 4 and 23. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. He says, be kind to one another, be tenderhearted and forgiving one another. Just look at all of those components that go into loving someone by being kind, by being tenderhearted, by being forgiving. Let the past go. Even if y'all had a rocky past back then, know that God has forgiven both of you. And let's move on and begin to be tender-hearted towards one another, just as Christ did. See, Christ, he says, let it all go. So you see, in this particular text, in, in the Greek, forgive means to let go, to release, to give it away. And once you can begin to do that, you begin to bear the fruit that Christ has already placed in you through the Holy Spirit, joy, Peace, love, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness. Against this, there is no law because you will be a law-abiding individual in the Word of God and bearing the fruit of forgiveness in this love process. Amen? That is an awesome something to bring to the table. Forgiveness. We must teach each other how to forgive through the Word of God and knowing what the Word of God is saying to us today. You see, too, we have to encourage one another. That's another way that we can show love towards each other. When we encourage each other, oftentimes we, before this, we were quick to criticize. We were hesitant. We were more apt to complain about things. But once we begin to encourage one another, once and this someone, when you do that, you are giving that person hope. Hope is who Christ is. You're offering them 
hope. You're offering them a newness of life or a newness into another dimension in Jesus. So when you are giving someone hope, you're giving them support as well. Let's say that that person might be distraught over something and you have the right scripture right at the right time or the right prayer that God has placed in your heart wherein you can go ahead and encourage this individual. So you see in this text in the Greek, encourage means to walk alongside of. And it says you are inspiring someone to keep moving. Now, isn't that awesome? Because when a person is discouraged, they shut down. Some get quiet. Some just stand alone by themselves. But Christ wants us to come together and be as one in him when we encourage one another. And see, and when you encourage that individual, and once you have given them that hope and that support that they are in need of, Guess what that is doing? It is building up the body of Christ. That's just like going out and pumping iron. You have caused this person to get up off that chair, get up off of that sofa, get up off of that stoop or whatever they're sitting on and begin to get to flex their muscles in the Holy Ghost. Begin to flex the muscles of their hearts so that they can begin to give that love out that Christ has given them. they, They can go ahead and flex the muscles of their minds because their mind has been renewed so that they will know the good and the perfect will of the Father. You have given this person so much exercise for for the day, the week, the month, the year, that this person can begin to walk in the genuine love of Jesus. Amen, my brothers and sisters. I would like to walk that way with the muscle, with that pump and that iron and getting Jesus Christ on the inside of me. We must also come to the point where we can bear one another's burdens. Take it to the Lord and leave it there. And once you begin to uh, talk with someone and they begin to share something that they are experiencing or if they're going through a trial or something like that. See, in Galatians, it says, Paul says to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So if we bear one another's burden, we are fulfilling the law of Christ. See, here bearing means that you are taking up and carrying a part of that load for someone. So when you've got somebody that wants to support you and someone that's going to take on part of your burden, but then they are able to release that to the Lord, and that will lighten the load on you, that individual. It makes them feel better. It makes the day look brighter. It makes the sun shine brighter. And everything about them will change. Because see, you had a sympathetic ear while you were listening to them. And guess what? You can carry the rest of that the rest of the way because God has given you that gift to give it all to him and causing this individual to feel much better that way. But now, once you are beginning to do this, now to bearing that person's uh, burden, you they can also begin to confess their sins to you. 
So you see, once we confess to one another, it makes that person feel that they are not alone. That burden that they shared with you, or even that sin that they shared with you, guess what? You could say, you know what? You're not alone in this. I've been there. I've done that. Now look at what Christ has done to me. He has freed me. He has made me whole. He has brought me into a state of wholeness. So don't don't you think once you begin to share that with that individual, they'll say, my goodness, I didn't know that you shared the same burden or you committed that same misact in, in your life. Wow. Just look at how God has elevated you and how God has lifted you. And that makes the person want to sit up and take notice. Well, my goodness, I can come into this then too. They'll begin to ask, what did you do? Pray. Just tell them. I did, all I did was go to the, to the Lord. I confessed my sins to him. And it made me feel better. Knowing that as you have shared, and knowing that I've gone through the same suffering as you have, the same guilt that you have, it should make us both feel closer to each other and closer to the Lord that he put us both together so that we could share this time together. Amen. And then once you begin to pray for that individual, God will cause all of the sins to be washed away. Amen. And when God causes your sins to be washed away, you can feel much better about yourself. You will have a brand new walk and a brand new talk so that you can communicate with God. And then in turn, you can go out and help someone else with their burden just as well. Just as you have shared with that individual and that individual has shared with you, God has lifted up the worries, the cares of this world. Because I want you to know in Matthew 6, and it says, And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing yet, Solomon and all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as these. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. So why do you have little faith? You see, if God can take care of the flowers and the birds, Just think of what he's going to do for you. Because you are his. Your name was called before the foundation of the world. Isn't that good to know that God has called you into this time and into this space so that you can learn more about the love of God? And what propels us, what keeps us in this vein of loving one another? Well, it's the Holy Spirit, and He makes it possible for us to love the way Christ loves the church. That's you and me. So we pray to God so that we can become more Christ-like. We stay 
in the word of God because this word propels us. It washes us clean. It causes us to become more loving. This love is so contagious that it does cover a multitude of sins, a multitude of guilt, a multitude of discouragement. His love will wash all of that away and then we don't have to look back at that anymore. This kind of love causes an identity on us. See, some people are identified by their skin color. Some are identified by maybe their work uniforms. Some are identified by their shared interests. You know how sometimes they would have those bowling leagues and everybody has on the same shirt or even the sports teams, the baseball, football, and the basketball teams, and they have a shared interest. And they will also know you even by the school that you attend. Your, your, your school has its own color. So that's an identifying factor on you. Well, my brothers and sisters, when you share the love of Jesus the way Jesus wants us to share you will be identified. Everybody will say, well, you know what? There's something different about that person, and I wonder what it is. My brothers and sisters, it's just the love of God, just the love of the Savior that causes us to love one another just as Christ loves the church. That's why our scripture today, 1 John 4 and 7, let us love one another for love is of God. So in order to love the way Jesus wants us to love, we must come into him and he'll come into us and we'll become one and we can share that one common thing that God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He left heaven just to come, to be whipped, to be spat upon, even to die on the cross so that our sins will be forgiven. God gave up his only son just so that you and I could experience an unconditional love in the world today. My brothers and sisters, if I were you, I would accept Jesus. Just pray, Jesus, come into my life. Please forgive me of my sins, God. I want to be your child, and I want to love the way you will have us to love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. My brothers and sisters, this is Wanda Brisbane with The Four Winds with Wanda. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next time when God has a word for the church. Remember, Jesus loves you and we love you as well. God bless you.